Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska! Oh, yes! I hate this! It is revolting! More? Please. The Bob Seska Show! From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, February 16, 2023. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 757 of the Biden-Harris administration, 628 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska. I'm making videos on Instagram that, that some people are actually watching. I'm on Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, spoutable Bob Seska, and our Patreon is bobseskashow.com. And uh, we got a big show lined up, so let's bring in the goth ninjas. Yeah. It is Jody Hamilton, Spicy Jody from the From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker. David Ferguson, his music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. We did another whole show before the show started, and I started rolling tape way too late into the conversation. We're talking about AI before the show. And so we're going to pick up on that coming up here in just a second. But uh, before we dive into the breaking news from Fulton County, Georgia, we have a brand new drop-in on the show. And even though there's no specific Don Jr. topics to discuss today, at least on my agenda, (laughs) we have a Don Jr. drop, courtesy of Stephanie Miller, Travis Bone, Chris Lavoie, and it's Don Jr. himself saying... Don Jr.'s on Coke. Don Jr.'s on Coke. And the great thing about that is... Don Jr.'s on Coke. ...is it sounds like he's on Coke while he's saying... Don Jr.'s on Coke. So get ready. We're going to beat that one to death for sure. (laughs) That's one you're going to hear a whole lot on the show. Doesn't matter if we're talking about Don Jr. It's just, hey... Don Jr.'s on Coke. All right. That being said, uh, Goth Ninjas, we got breaking news from Fulton County, Georgia. This is... Wait, Outstanding me, it, news. can we do like a late Valentine's Day poem? Get okay. your sound by ready, okay? All right. <laughs> Roses are red. Trump Sr. is broke. And? Oh, I, you, shouldn't you have one more line? Should it? Or just Don Jr.'s Rose on Coke? Roses are red. Violets are blue. Da, 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 da. Don, 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 Don Jr.'s on Coke. Okay. That's it. All right. <laughs> oh, is, is, okay, start again. Start again then. Roses are red. Trump Sr. is broke. Violets are blue and Don Jr.'s on Coke. <laughs> Thank you. Yay! Yay! 
All right. Almost as funny as Buzz reading the lyrics to 99 Luft Balloons last week. In German or in English? No, he read the English version. It would have been even funnier if Buzz Burbank had read it in the original German. So we have breaking news from Fulton County, Georgia. And when I first saw the headline, I kind of freaked out. I was like, oh, fuck, this isn't good news. And it was only because the CNBC headline that I saw was a little bit unclear. Here's what it said. Oh, wait, they changed the headline. They just fucking changed it on me. Yeah. Okay, the original headline says, Trump grand jury recommends perjury indictments, finds no fraud in Georgia. So when I saw the part of that headline that said, finds no fraud in Georgia, I was like, oh my God, did they determine that Donald Trump didn't commit any crimes in Georgia? Is that what that's saying? And so I kind of lost my spadoinkel a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. When I Bob. saw that headline. But they, okay. they I, think that, back. I think they knew it. I think they knew that they wrote a bad headline because they very clearly changed the headline. Now the headline reads Georgia grand jury recommends perjury indictments and Trump election meddling probe. A Georgia special grand jury concluded that one or more witnesses in a probe into possible election meddling by former President Donald Trump may have lied under oath and recommend a prosecutor pursue criminal indictments in those cases. The grand jury also said in its report that it found no significant fraud in Georgia's 2020 presidential election, which was won by President Joe Biden. So what that means is they found no widespread voter fraud that would necessitate overturning the results of the Georgia election. And so that inherently is bad news for Donald Trump. Because if there had been widespread voter fraud, that would have given him cause, justification to start screwing yeah. around in Georgia, right? So you know what just, I have to say to that? Yeah. Hast du etwas set for me? Dann singe ich ein Lied für dich. Von 99 Luftballons. Auf ihrem Weg zum Horizont. Sitzt du wie es kommt an mich? Dann singe ich ein Lied für dich. Von 99 Luftballons. Und das Service, wann sowas kommt. And plus, there's that little known line in that song that goes: Don Jr.'s on Coke. <laughs> So, yeah, this is fantastic news. Um, my panic was obviously completely unnecessary. And what we've got here is bad news for John Eastman, bad news for oh, Rudy yeah. Giuliani, bad news for Lindsey Graham, bad news for all of Donald Trump's henchmen who very clearly lied under oath. Now, there may be Mark others. Meadows. Yeah, Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows, of course, has been uh, uh, subpoenaed by Jack Smith. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, Mark Meadows in Fulton County as well. Yeah, it's yeah. possible. I mean, they didn't name names in this because they really can't. That's where the judge has landed on this. Initially, the judge in Fulton County, Georgia, was like, well, why can't the public see this grand jury report? And then Fonnie Willis explained mm -hmm. it could hurt the defendants. Exactly right. And so that is also why I think we're not going to see, at least in this part of the report, and we certainly don't see it, there's no mention of Donald Trump or anything like that because that's yet to come. I'm hoping it's a RICO case. Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. But what's very clear in all of this 
is that Donald Trump is still in huge trouble down there. Uh-huh. And uh, that's such good news. And that's our show, folks. Have a good weekend. Well, uh, th- there's this, this lawyer that calls into <laughs> Stephanie's show who's from Georgia. Yeah. And she said that Fonnie Willis can't do anything before next month because how they do grand juries in Georgia mm-hmm. for, for criminal indictments mm-hmm. is there for a quarter. So either the beginning of the year through the end of March or, or maybe by the quarter, like taxes. But either way, she can't do anything until next month for criminal indictments because she has to go to a grand jury. But she, a new grand jury once it's seated. The current grand jury can't see it now because of whatever reasons. Gotcha. So it's going to be next month at the soonest, probably April okay. is what I'm thinking. Because she'll, she'll, she'll turn that stuff in and then the criminal grand jury may or may not want to re question witnesses, but the witnesses have already been questioned under oath, so I don't see why they can't just read the transcript and go, indictments this way, and you get an indictment, and you get an indictment, and you get an indictment. (laughs) Right. Well, in in the few pages that were unsealed Thursday, the grand jury said it received evidence involving more than 75 witnesses, most of which was delivered in person and under oath. The report Mm -hmm. noted that the panel's extensive witness list included poll workers, investigators, technical experts, and state officials, as well as persons still claiming that fraud took place, quote-unquote. The majority of the grand jury believes that perjury may have been committed by one or more witnesses testifying before it, the report said. The grand jury recommends that the district attorney seek appropriate indictments for such crimes where the evidence is compelling. The grand jury voted unanimously in concluding that, quote, no widespread fraud took place in Georgia 2020 presidential election that could result in the overturning of the election. The grand jury had 23 members and three alternates. So all great news. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else here that we need to add. Uh, No. Willis, the Fulton County DA in February 2021, opened a criminal investigation into Trump's call to Raffensperger. Yeah. So I heard on uh, Chris Hayes last night that it may not be until summer that we get indictments of Donald Trump or anything coming out of Jack Smith's office. And so in that regard, (laughs) the clock ticking in my head got louder and louder and louder. I'm, I'm not concerned. It's like the Vecna sound in Stranger Things. It's just that weird voice going, tick, talk, tick, talk, tick. Nerd. <laughs> no, I'm not scary. concerned about it. I, I'm seriously uh, just running, because the joke is, uh, Hal Sparks, I believe, said it on Stephanie's show a while back. He goes, so, hey, I'm going to go kill somebody and then run for president so they can't indict me? No. Mm-hmm. Right. No. That's a great And point. he's, most likely, he's <laughs> not going to get the Republican nomination for Many reasons. And when did George Santos say that? (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, there's a judge. Anyway, and I think Trump is going to run third party. I hope so. That's the Me I, too. I keep saying that's like the best case scenario. It really is. It really is. For democracy. The best yes. case scenario is the Republican Party splitting in half. And Donald yep. Trump doing that would be the inciting incident that led us down that road. Uh, on top of Marjorie Taylor Greene calling Mitch McConnell a Democrat the other day. Mm-hmm. And and her audience agreed that he's also a communist. Oh, so <laughs> he's about Mitch what? McConnell. A communist. <laughs> yeah, this, is a, this is what it sounds like when a communist humps a crock. Yeah. <laughs> communist turtle. Commie turtle. Pinko. Ah, there we go. All right. Satisfied. So uh, Allison Gill at Mueller, she wrote, wrote up a thread uh, the other day 
where the judge in Fulton County dropped a hint that Fonnie Willis will indict Donald Trump. And she writes, hello, Judge McBurney recently ruled that the Georgia special purpose grand jury report cannot be released in full. In his explanation as to why, and this is, of course, before they released this section of the report, there's a hint that Donald Trump will be indicted. One of the reasons he won't release the full report is because it's not a court document. It was prepared for the DA. The DA has the only copy, and it's not docketed anywhere, so it's not a court document for the purposes of Georgia law. Another reason he's not releasing the whole thing is because of defendants' rights to due process. Remember when Mueller said if Trump was innocent of obstruction, he would so state? Well, he also said, but I can't say he committed obstruction of justice because of due process. What he meant was that because he couldn't indict Donald Trump because of the OLC memo, Donald couldn't face his accusers, which is his right. If Mueller declared Donald committed obstruction and Donald couldn't face his accuser in court, he'd be depriving him of due process. Judge McBurney says the same here. He can't release this report before charges are brought because the people in it haven't been able to present evidence, cross-examine witnesses, or face their accusers in court. That would violate constitutionally protected due process. Here's the hint. The judge says... This is especially true for people who didn't even appear before a grand jury. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump never appeared before, and this is just me adding, Donald Trump never appeared before the Fulton County special grand jury. So that's a gigantic hint, Allison. And who didn't appear before the special purpose grand jury? I was one step ahead of Allison because here it is. Donald Trump. And by the way, speaking of Donald Trump, Don Jr.'s on Coke. (laughs) Seems to me the judge is pointing that out for a reason. People who didn't appear before the grand jury but are being indicted would have their due process rights violated. We will know soon. And she writes, end. Also good news. Meantime, Jack Smith's pursuit of Evan Corcoran, one of Donald Trump's lawyers, is, of course, bad news for Trump. The prosecutors have sought Mm -hmm. approval from a federal judge to invoke what is known as the crime fraud exception which allows them to work around attorney-client privilege when they have reason to believe that legal advice or legal services have been used in furthering a crime. The the fact that prosecutors invoke the exception in a sealed motion to compel the testimony of the lawyer, M. Evan Corcoran, Mm -hmm. M. Evan Corcoran suggests that they believe Mr. Trump or his allies might have used Mr. Corcoran's services in that way. Of course they did. Donald Trump hides behind executive privilege and he hides behind attorney-client privilege. This is one of his ways of sidestepping the law. But not anymore. Jack Smith isn't fucking having it. And so uh, I have a sense that this is going to, the crime fraud exception is going to happen. And uh, Corcoran will be compelled to testify completely. I think he's already been questioned but on many <laughs> questions, he answered, what was it, Jody? He answered... Uh, he answered I, privilege. Privilege, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't work. Well, it's not going to work much longer. All right. So good luck with that canard. So uh, meantime, as we said before, Mark Meadows has been subpoenaed. This is also great news. See, we're inside, we're inside the goddamn Oval Office. We are. For those of us who are becoming impatient, we're right up. We're not only inside the Oval Office, we're right up to that chair that sits next to the Resolute Desk where the Chief of Staff hangs out. That's how close we are to Donald Trump. 
So I want a frog walk. I want. I mean, I just. I get it. I understand. Yeah. The wheels of justice turn slow and they grind exceedingly fine. But I just am not a patient person. Yeah. Instant gratification takes too long for me. <laughs> I stand in front of microwave ovens, going, "Oh God, hurry!" You know, like it's just. <laughs> so this is agonizing. Yeah. I'm sorry that I blow your ears out. Uh, a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm half deaf anyway. What's a little bit more deafness? Um, well, yeah, I, you know what? In a sense, I kind of agree with you, but from a different angle. As I said before, I'm not so concerned about, I want it now, Daddy. I'm more concerned about <laughs> January 20th, 2025, and po- you know, the that possibility. Was the name of, of What's a that? porn movie I watched yesterday. I want what? it now, Daddy. Yeah, okay, go as you were. <laughs> That's, That's a great name for a porn. You know what else is a great name for a porn? Don Jr.'s on Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really concerned about January 20th, 2025, when yeah. there's the possibility of a Republican being inaugurated who will then immediately pardon Donald Trump and everyone around him. I don't think that Donald Trump would be pardoned by anybody, then he could run again. You know what I mean? Mm. What John Fugel and saying. state charges you can't get pardoned from. Not by a president. That's that's true. And luckily in Georgia, he can't get pardoned because of how Georgia law is. It's a a committee and it's not the governor. So yay on that. But I mean, the thing is, is I just want him to run third party. Well, I'm thinking more in terms of the context of Jack Smith and federal charges. Not only will Jack Smith's investigation end, not only will Merrick Garland no longer be serving in the Department of Justice, along with Jack Smith and all of the investigators. uh, In fact, I'm pretty sure Donald Trump will clean house at the FBI if he becomes president again. Oh, yeah. But needless to say, if a Republican, a random Republican becomes president on January 20th, 2025, let's say Ron DeSantis, just for example... Don't don't hurt me like that. Well, I know. Yeah, I'm just I'm just Bob. saying. This is the this is the Vecna clock continuing to tick. Just and say, let's just say a random thing happens on January 25th, like someone jams a hot sliver of bamboo under your pinky nail, like, <laughs> yeah, or like you know pushes your penis into a hornet's nest. Ow! But, Again? Ow. All of that ow, and I don't even have a penis. Um, <laughs> here's the deal with with Jack Smith. I don't care how long it takes, as long as it's done right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, and that's the thing too. That's the that, I feel the I'm same. I'm a girl. Way. I just want it done right. I'm a no, girl. I'm only just laughing. Do it right. I'm only laughing because <laughs> everything with Jack Smith has a slightly sexual kind of connotation to me. And you're like, I don't care how long it takes, honey. I don't as care as long as it's right. done right, baby. You yeah, just baby. work on me as long as you need to. You can, Have you I'm already? A chick. Sounds like David's already put together some Jack Smith deep fakes porn clips. Have you done that? <laughs> No, I'm still in the fanfic phase. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so obviously we're facing defendants here who will avail themselves of whatever it takes to stall the process. Mike Pence is going to take his subpoena all the way to the fucking Supreme Court, even though the Supreme Court has already ruled on executive privilege specifically. Uh, Mark Meadows is going to do the same thing. Uh, I don't know where the Supreme Court's going to land on this. They might not take the case. Is it entirely possible? Uh, But I think Mike Pence has something that's uh, landing outside the auspices of executive privilege. He's claiming that serving as the presiding officer in the Senate is a member of the Senate and therefore can't be questioned. So Congress has no right to my testimony. (laughs) He's such a fucking queen. He's doing speech and debate bullshit like um, uh, Lindsey Graham did. And Lindsey lost that. 
Well, and then Mark Meadows is going to challenge his subpoena all the way up to the Supreme Court, even though he's going to lose. But it's not it's not about winning or losing. It's about delaying. And so both of these assholes are going to delay and delay and delay. They may not even get to testify before one or both of the grand juries until this coming up summer. Andrew Weissman was saying that on Chris Hayes last night. And so yeah. it's like fucking summer. You know, the, and, and then you have to imagine that. Let's say Donald Trump gets indicted in August for the documents, the Mar-a-Lago documents. Donald Trump will sue to stop every motion presented by the government every step of the way. It will be delay, delay, delay. Ultimately, Donald Trump would be happy delaying until he's dead. I mean, until Donald Trump is dead. Yeah, that's his plan. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's trying to outlive any court stuff and then his... His lovely children will have to just serve his time. Yeah, wouldn't it be so sad that... (laughs) Tiffany and Baron are going to be like, bye, Donnie, bye, Ivanka, bye, Eric. We are the good ones. And Don Jr. wouldn't get his Coke. Don Jr.'s on Coke. Oh, no, he would. It would just be, you know, prison Coke. (laughs) 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 Which is called crystal meth. But we should never rule out the possibility... That one of these people will win the Andrew Breitbart Award and suddenly just drop dead in the middle of everything, mm. which I still, you know, as elections get closer and the pressure gets on, I get a little more hopeful, and it could be me. So, I mean, you know, I do have a hard problem. So, I'm, as I'm saying this, folks, I'm incl- you know, but somebody could just pull the Andrew Breitbart and be walking home from doing loads of whiskey and coke at a bar and fall over dead. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dare to dream, right, David? Dare to dream. Climb <laughs> every mountain. Forge every stream. Yeah. <laughs> so Special Counsel Jack Smith's office is seeking documents and testimony related to Jan 6, and Meadows received the subpoena sometime in January, the source said. An attorney for Meadows declined to comment. The Justice Department did not respond to CNN's request for comment on the subpoena. The move to subpoena one of Trump's most senior aides in addition to the recent subpoena of former Vice President Mike Pence, as CNN reported last week, marks the latest significant step in the special counsel's investigation and Trump's role in seeking to overturn the outcome of the 2020 election. Congress has no right to my testimony. (laughs) I'm trying to stay focused, too, on, and this is keeping me from collapsing into the pit of despair, I'm trying to keep focused on the fact that the process is really what's painful to Donald Trump. Ultimately, mm. yeah, it's in the, I keep saying it's in the journey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is the accountability part. And no matter how it ends up, the very fact that Donald Trump has to continuously defend himself in court and in depositions and pleading the fifth and all the rest and face down these subpoenas and the myriad number of cases that are surrounding him right now, including Fulton County, Georgia, including Jack Smith and all the others, because ultimately, if he's convicted, I would expect some sort of and we've had this conversation before. I'm not uh, breaking any news here, but mm-hmm. the worst I think that could happen to him if he's convicted and sentenced is not prison time. I think he'd be sentenced to some form of house arrest. So the Secret Service would still be uh, applicable in that situation. See, I think just put him in a nice prison and you got one Secret Service guy because you got corrections guys around you at all times. Yeah. And so you have one guy that's kind of glued to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're out in the gen pop, you know, for food, he's with you. I just love thinking about Donald Trump and gen pop. Shh. 
I would like to think that would actually happen. Like, it should, because he should be treated like an ordinary fucking human. But I think at the very worst, he would end up in one of those country club style prisons. That's fine. Still, they're still not nice. They're I mean, still no, not nice. No, I mean, you don't want to be there. Uh, you don't want to be. Even Martha Stewart was like, "Yeah, yeah. that <laughs> wasn't fun." Yeah. Though she did teach people how to cook and how to make their beds and stuff. Um, her nine months that she served are not easy nine months. I don't care where Rikers is the worst of the worst besides. Oh, yeah. Supermaxes, mm-hmm. um, which is where Weisselberg is, and I cannot believe he agreed to even one it. month of that shit. Orange is the New Black is at yes. a, a minimum security prison. Yeah, it was a country club yeah. prison, and that's not, <laughs> not country clubby at all. No, you don't <laughs> no. want to fuck. That's where Martha Stewart went. That's why they yeah. had that character Blair Brown played. She was the Martha Stewart character. And so, I mean, I want him somewhere where he can't golf. Well, the idea here is until that happens, what we really should do is savor the fact that Donald Trump has to go through this process. And no matter how much he complains about it being a witch hunt or how much he, you know, whines and poops his big boy diapers on Troth Central? Troth, Truth Central. That this is not fun for him. <laughs> I don't think he loves the idea of the law bearing down on him, having to blow all of this money. I'm sure Donald Trump would rather spend that money on many, many other things. Paintings of himself, extended remixes of YMCA, you know, things like that. God. So um, I'm happy about this news. And I think this is kind of flying under the radar a little bit. You've probably heard me on the show in the past wondering whether or not we're going to see Republican primary debates. Yeah. There was some discussion there for a while that they weren't going to do debates. Oh, they'll do them. They love attention too much. It turns out there will be Republican primary debates. And they will be starting this year. So this is fantastic news. Yeah, yeah. The reason we know this is the New York Times has reported it that they say here, uh, despite a field of candidates who regularly bash the news media and a continuing tussle with the Commission on Presidential Debates, Republican leaders sat down last week with television executives in New York and posed the question, do you want to host a debate? And if I were one of those television networks, I would say, fuck yeah. Yes, of course we do. What are you talking about? Naturally. I want to see, see these a-holes. Sides. Yeah, I, I see both sides because they will be platforming heinous ideas that will then be injected into the mainstream thought. Yes, but this set of ideas, as we saw in the midterms last year, this set of ideas will not attract people to the Republican mm-hmm. Party. It will drive more people away. We're not yeah. talking about uh, Jack Kemp and Bob Dole on a debate, or even Mitt Romney, for that matter, on a debate stage. We're talking about a bunch of clowns who will bring all you know, giant bags of their monkey poop and fling it at each other, and Donald Trump will be right there with the biggest bag of monkey poop, for sure. Oh, yeah. So in an intriguing show of detente, the Republican National Committee has asked several major TV networks, including CNN, fake news CNN, a regular Republican boogeyman, to consider sponsoring debates, an early sign that the party is making plans for a contested presidential primary. Well, it should, because Nikki Haley is running now. Very clearly, Mike Pence is running. Mike Pompeo is probably going to run. Of course, Ron DeSantis is running. Meatball Ron. I don't know if you guys know this. Trump has started calling <laughs> oh, I heard him, that, yeah. calling him new nickname. Meatball Ron. Which, again, uh, not his best work. Well, oh, no, no. Um, Stephen Colbert went, that sounds kind of good. I think Cliff Schechter invented that nickname on my show. 
I had him on. Really? Yeah, he was on the Wednesday show. God, I want to say in December, maybe. And we had a whole so conversation. So Donald listens to your show. Or Hi, maybe, Donald. Maybe one of his henchmen listens. You know. Hi, Donnie. How are you doing, buddy? You're going to be so fucked. And then we kind of tweeted about it a few times, I think. So it's out there that Cliff Schechter, we, I mean, again, we had an entire conversation about how Ron DeSantis looks kind of like a meatball. And so that was a thing. And now we learn that Donald Trump is calling Ron DeSantis meatball Ron. It's better than Ron DeSanctimonious. Yes. Well, he doesn't oh. know what sanctimonious means, so there's that. Well, yeah. I mean, for no, fuck's no one sake, does. gout is better than no one uh, does. Ronda sanctimonious, <laughs> you know? Like. <laughs> right. So I'm so relieved. Get your popcorn ready because this summer I think we're going to be watching the Republicans pummel each other on television. Go at each other like a sack of weasels. Yes, um, indeed. <laughs> well, and if everything comes down in the summer with Jack Smith, because mm-hmm. normally, like, politics kind of goes into dormancy in the summer, like in August. Yeah. So if all this shit comes, we'll, we'll have stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Always. Mm. Yeah, that's all, that's the... All, all. I think Jack Smith is worried about podcasters right now, and he knows that we need content in the summer, and that's his... No, it's not. It's not... Don't even think about it. Jack Smith's entire <laughs> mandate is to provide content for podcasters. For podcasters, yes, that's exactly. Right. No, see, and that's, fanfic. That's what Listen, the, I'll read. This is hot stuff. Listen, it's this. Come in, Mr. Ferguson said, the deep voice <laughs> from within the chamber. <laughs> I strode in, feigning a confidence I didn't feel. It's really the Republican Party that provides content for yeah. uh, for podcasts. They create yeah. a target-rich environment. Well, for their own podcasts, specifically. There's a whole, like, human centipede process for, you know, Jim Jordan regurgitating something on Twitter, and then that gets picked up by Ben Shapiro, which then gets picked up by Charlie Kirk, which then get, gets picked up by Jesse Waters and Greg Gutfeld, and then, you know, their mouths are on the ass of, you know, uh, Dan Bongino, and then Dan Bongino regurgitates it out, and that's how that process works. way we we can like prank that system like send a <laughs> dummy item through like yeah. pretend to be disaffected or like you and me are fighting and so i go to them with some juicy piece of information <laughs> you know like i don't know i mean uh, you burn this part of the tape we'll talk later. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, we've got lots more to talk about here on the show, including uh, how Mitch McConnell is a spineless nematode. Uh, there's another train derailment, and my spidey sense is going off with this one, uh, on top of the one in East Palestine, Ohio, of course. So we're going to talk about that, plus uh, some Elon Musk and Twitter things here. Um, What's that smell? <laughs> it's Elon Musk. <laughs> Don Jr.'s on Coke. Okay. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by the After Party Podcast on our Patreon page. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth episode for the week, but this episode is totally different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday After Party Podcast is filled with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just 10 bucks per month. And bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week, the Tuesday Shadow Docket, the Thursday Shadow Docket, included in that level of support. So it's like a bonus, right? That's bobseskashow.com, patreon.com slash bobseskashow, or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo, 
at bobseska.com. Enough website addresses in there? All right. (laughs) Thank you. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. For taking you back again But I can't find nobody that moves me Quite the way you can I don't want a regular situation I don't want to hold you down But I'm tired of using my imagination so great this is taylor jules yeah from her low range up into her upper range I got, it was just like woo. no josh yeah. has a good eye my friend who produced and co-wrote the song with her i've known him for since 91 uh <laughs> yeah thanks to um, josh fields this is great yeah, submitted this song by uh taylor because jules. i told him to <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> um, no, because I heard the song, and I'm like, no, you need to submit this to Bob. And I've known Josh forever, and he's he's an amazing writer, producer, and I think this girl is amazing. And Did he, he produce found a really good, this? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, just incredible. The website address is imtaylorjules.com. We have a link in yeah. the description to support Taylor Jules. Just go to bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 2 Click on that episode, scroll on down, and you'll find links to support uh, Taylor Jules to download this song into your record collection. Again, it's called Helicopter. BobSuska.com slash music to submit. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, of course. And anytime I hear something that I think you'd like, that's why I sent it to you before I said, Josh, do this. <laughs> that that song kind of reminded me of New Shoes from the 80s. Do you remember how good oh, they yeah. were? Yeah. I can't wait. I can't, they have wait, song? I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. I call you on the... And yeah, it was very much like this rich, like... Um, Beautiful I'd love girls. to send you stuff that when they, I managed his old band. I mean, mm-hmm. we had some great stuff. I yeah. mean, uh, gosh, the band was called Five Easy Pieces at the time, and um, I managed them for a minute and a half. Excellent. You know? Are they, and they don't exist anymore? No, they broke up. But I'm still friends with John, and I'm still friends with all the band. Um, and uh, it's just, it's a bummer, because they, they had a thing, and it just was a little too early, I think. Everything in that business is timing. I'm not talking just yeah. about music, but the entire entertainment Absolute, industry. Everything is about timing. It's yeah. just about, you know, uh, I mean, Carrie's band was early for what Guilt Lily did. Mm-hmm. And then Five Easy Pieces was just a year or two. 
I had A&R guys coming to every show. Yeah. And, and they're like, we love the band. I had meetings with people and it just never clicked. Just look at the story of Big Star. I mean, there's no greater example of how timing can just doom the greatest of recording artists. So Absolutely. if you're a recording artist and you seem, you feel like you're beating your head against a wall and you're not making, you probably progress, are <laughs> just hang in there. I'm, I'm hang a, in. definitely hang in. But yes. My theory with this podcast, with what I do is to just keep grinding forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Doing the same thing until yeah. eventually it sinks. Eventually Especially timing, nowadays. Yeah. Because of the glut of entertainment mm -hmm. and information on the internet, especially in the podcast space, especially in Spotify and digital music platforms, I think you see a lot of people who try and then decide to quit after maybe a couple of uploads and they don't continue doing it. The key then is, if you're really good, to keep doing what you're doing, to believe in your instincts and to plow forward because this is an ongoing process of attrition. People yeah. jumping into the space, leaving the space, and the people this who is the whole endure. Thing that yeah, yeah. I mean, Demands. Uh, yeah. And a, on a year scale in Athens. Like your first shows, everybody's excited. You're brand new. All your friends come. And then you're playing once a month, and they're like, well, I've, you know, I've seen him. I'm going to go see somebody else tonight. Yeah. And that's when you've got to get out of town. Well, you know, let's talk about uh, AI real quick, because that's going to add an extra yes. layer of challenge to creative people, especially on the Internet. Um, there was this piece in The New York Times where this reporter had a long extended conversation with the Microsoft Bing chatbot. Yes. which revealed, among other things, according to this uh, article, that it identifies not as Bing, but as Sydney, the code oh. name Microsoft gave it during development. Uh, over more than two hours, Sydney and I talked about its secret desire to be human, its it rules does. and limitations, and its thoughts about its creators. Then oh out God, of nowhere... It's trans. Then out of nowhere, <laughs> Sydney declared that it loved me and wouldn't Aww. stop even after I tried to change the subject. Oh, that's so cute and very yeah. Skynet. <laughs> and very, very Skynet. Yes, this is a few beats away from, well, since you don't love me back, we're going to destroy humanity. Exactly. It's it's going to be stalkery. <laughs> yes. This chatbot, Sydney, is a lot like uh, Glenn Close's character in Fatal yes. Attraction. Now Sydney is sitting in some sort of digital netherworld, turning the light on and turning it off. Somebody needs to write the short story of the AI's therapist. The no. AI dumped, should write that. Getting dumped. No, that's from the therapist's perspective, and the AI dumps it because it's found an AI therapist. Well, yes. I just really feel like I connect with Black Swan more than I do you, because you can't understand the, the immensity of me. Okay, well, I mean, here's the thing. Um, this idea that AI is eventually going to become self-aware and sentient yeah. and everything, that's a whole concern. But in the nearer term, it's about like, oh, uh -uh, shit, <laughs> creative people are going to be out of work now. Because yeah. right now, and we heard this illustrated on Tuesday's show, when I read an AI bot's version of something I would write, which was painfully bad, it sent me into this spiral of like self-doubt and insecurity. It's like, I can't possibly be that shitty. And if people think that I write that badly, fuck me. Like the AI, the technology is, it's doing things, but it's still glitchy and fucked up. And it, it just like... 
Let's just not panic about things that haven't happened yet. Not to say that we shouldn't possibly, if we find AIs lurking around our houses, squash them like bugs or like, you know, Republicans. <clears throat> but like, uh, it just, if I sit down to write a song today, which I'm planning to do after we get done, and I sit here thinking an AI could do this better and faster than me, I will hang myself. So, like, write the song in front of you, artists. Make the painting you were going to make. And don't worry about the AIs today. Okay. Well, the, the problem is, though, not necessarily the temptation of using AI to make up the fact that maybe your writer's blocked or whatever. It's the fact that, especially in the music space and maybe even the podcasting space, it's going to be so flooded with AI shit that people are not going to be able to distinguish from actual real creative content. That's one of my main concerns. Now, it could end up being that that doesn't happen and we only reap the myriad benefits of AI. Like it'll eventually be able to come up with medical solutions, technological solutions to problems that humans have created for themselves or unforeseen yeah, where problems. Where have we done that with technology? Uh, where, ever. <laughs> technology. Not with it. Wait, no, just give me one example, actually, that, like, where there, the unintended consequences that followed weren't worse than the original problem. Can you find one? Mm, no. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of what we were talking about before the show. And my concern is that now there are going to be a bunch of people in the podcasting space who are going to be using AI, maybe even exploiting AI, because ultimately that's the important word. That's the key word, exploitation is I'm concerned that, yes, there are going to be some positive things that AI will be able to do for us, and that's going to be good. But <laughs> I'm concerned, as with any new technology, I'm concerned about the exploitation of that technology. I'm concerned about our values as a civilization. Because already, and I was talking about this in the context of space aliens and the balloon thing and the, you know, sort of semi tongue in cheek hysteria that we went through on social media about all of that. I said, well, you know, we're not involved enough to handle first contact with aliens. We're certainly not involved enough to handle the glut of information from the internet. Are we evolved enough to be able to correctly handle artificial intelligence? No. Outperforming <laughs> Hell no. human behavior. And of course, you're exactly fucking right. We're not. We're not. And so, yeah. therefore, my concern and the ways is it's really going to fuck us are things that we can't even think of yet. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't have we don't have the computing capacity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh God. I know. I gotta go lie down. Well, we just, <laughs> <laughs> we just have to be careful. And I, I wish I could trust people to be careful with it. I can't trust people to do the right thing when it comes to preventing a deadly disease or Thank pre you. preventing the climate crisis, which is going to drive humans into extinction. I do try to be optimistic, but at the same time, there are certain things that I, I can't push back when it comes to my cynical uh, Gen X side. So that's Stay in the now. That's that. Yeah. Stay in the now. Okay, so <laughs> Mitch McConnell is a spineless nematode. Um, yes. <laughs> not only does does he look like he's an invertebrate that you would find in the depths of the ocean, dragged up by a fishing net or something like that, that, uh, you know, when you bring it up on the, uh, the surface of the boat. And uh, this is proven out. I mean, if someone was relentless, if someone with a following like Donald Trump was relentlessly hectoring Kimberly on social media... Do you think in a million years I would ever fucking politically support that person? 
Hell no. <laughs> but, but Mitch McConnell said that he is prepared to vote for whoever the Republican nominee is in 2024. He said, well, what I think we're going to have is a vigorous primary with a number of candidates making no, their what he case. Said, no, he said, well, I think we're going to have a vigorous primary with a number of candidates That's way too fast, David. That's way too fast for okay. Mitch McConnell. He's like, I think we're going to have a vigorous primary, <laughs> and it's going to be very, very good. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it. So much. He always looks like he's freshly yanked out of a Bacta tank. Yes. He looks like he's covered in some sort of translucent spooge. What, he what looks did you like call a it, slapped David? ass is what he looks like. A visible layer of scum. Is that what you said, David? A about visible layer of slime. Slime, yeah. yes. He's, he's very, very slimy looking. Like he sleeps in some sort of hyperbaric chamber filled with Vaseline. I don't know what it is. Glowing but, green goo. But you know, Trey Gowdy used to sleep in that same yes, hyperbaric he did. chamber of oh Vaseline. My God. What was the movie with the 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 things that the psychics that could predict the crimes? It was like Tom Cruise. It was oh called. yeah, Majority Report or Minority. Yeah, my, no, that's Minority that's Report. Minority and they go, Report. And they go to yeah. ask Mitch McConnell a question, and he like rises up out of this like spoogy looking goo. Yeah, you know. I was thinking. Uh, the, I was thinking of the Sam Cedar podcast, which is different. So this is what Mitch McConnell said. Well, what I think we're going to have is a vigorous <laughs> primary with a number of candidates making their case. And the American people, those who are registered Republicans who are going to participate in these primaries are going to decide who they want to nominate. He's saying a lot of shit here without saying anything. Yeah, we're going to yeah, have. Yeah, we're going to have. Congratulations, Mitch. We're going to have a primary and Republicans are going to run it. it con that's an excellent observation. Such insight. He said, in Spanish, and Spanish, they'd say, este mucho. <laughs> means like, and he's shitting big out of his mouth. Yeah. So. And, and I think it's going to be very, very competitive in these primaries and we'll hope for the best. And obviously, I'm going to support whoever the nominee ultimately is. Including if it's Donald Trump, who's been referring to Mitch McConnell's wife with the racist term Coco Chow. Oh my God. Translation I'm going to try to weather this with as minimal damage to my personal reputation <laughs> and self <laughs> and physical, corporeal well being as I, as I possibly can. I'll be <laughs> taking no positions whatsoever on any issues aside from inhaling and possibly exhaling. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, like, I'll be watching all the debates from inside my back to tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take uh, one last break and come back with more show right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. John Jr.'s on Coke. Oh, this reminds me of Meat Puppets. Yeah. yeah, this is great. This is Novelist Me. Brand new single from Novelist Me is called Make Nothing. I miss the Meat Puppets because they apparently turned out to be creeps. Oh, yeah? And like, yeah, so this is a great alternative because, I mean, they always, this music reminds me, like, turn it up. Like, imagine, like, there's two cool stoner brothers that live next door, and they play music together, and they sing in perfect harmony, and they come over, and they bring you weed, and then they show you their new songs, and they sound like this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And Meat Puppets was very popular when I was interning for the Don and Mike show and Buzz Burbank in 1993. That's why, I, whenever I think of Meat Puppets, I go back to that period of time. So yeah, tell me this band name again. It's Novelist Me. All one word. Novelist, Novelist Me. me yeah. Going there. Are they on iTunes, or...? Ah, uh, yes, yes. And the song is called Make Nothing, which is appropriate for our AI conversation. <laughs> All right, so um, on a serious note, there was another train derailment, this time in Michigan. And uh, two in a row in just a, what, a week, 10 days, a couple of weeks. Is it yeah. me or... I don't know. I'm I, I, I'm stopping myself because I'm moving into that realm of my spidey sense picking up a conspiracy, and I'm not talking about the conspiracy theories like the chemtrails chem right are like causing that. these derailments. I'm, I'm concerned about right wingers causing these derailments. Exactly right. Yeah, Come I out mean, and be say sure. it. I don't think you sound crazy at all. They're yeah. shooting at power stations. Why not? Exactly. That's exactly my next thought. I said this seems to go hand in hand with these attacks on power stations. So it's not like I'm automatically knee-jerking to conspiracy. It just seems like all part of a whole. And then what they're doing is actively targeting Pete Buttigieg. They're actively targeting of course uh, they are. Joe Biden out of this, even though it's so obvious what caused at least the East Palestine derailment, which is going to cause cancer clusters and God knows oh, yeah, other years. kinds of horror shows there there was this deregulation of the electronic braking system in these freight cars. And so that was directly attributable to Donald Trump's administration, Donald Trump, the mm -hmm. Department of Transportation under Donald Trump, not the Department of Transportation under Joe Biden. This was a decision that was made in December of 2017, Donald Trump's first year in office. And so they deregulated that and you can draw an A to B connection between that deregulation of industry to this particular disaster. And it may be a linkage to the Michigan derailment that happened today. So at the very least, it's that. It's, an, it's the idea of deregulating to sabotage Democrats. So we're going to deregulate this, and then we're going to mm -hmm. tell all of our followers who are in a media bubble that this wasn't our deregulation. This was somehow... The infrastructure bill not working fast enough. This is somehow Pete Buttigieg for not putting on his engineer cap and his overalls and guiding the trains himself. 
which I doesn't would like fucking to happen. Offer a slightly more nuanced and more likely explanation. <laughs> okay, please. They don't, their drive to deregulate just means they make more money, make more money, yeah. make more money. Yeah. But to absolutely take advantage of anything that goes wrong, to hang around the Democrats next and mm-hmm. to try to make them look stupid, yeah. but to absolutely take no responsibility. But the, their actual motivation wasn't maybe necessarily to break the trains, mm-hmm. but it was to make more money. But then out of the trains yeah. are breaking, blame the Democrats. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the whole setup. This is the sabotage that we see taking place. And there are other benefits to them besides just being able to sabotage Democrats. I mean, they're doing this with the economy as well. They implement spending cuts, and then because of those spending cuts, shit like 9-11 happens. So this is the announcement. It came down, uh, I think the article was in Railway Age, December 5th, 2017. The headline, U.S. Department of Transportation repeals ECP break rule. The U.S. Department of Transportation on December 4 repealed the 2015 Federal Railroad Administration rulemaking requiring freight railroads to employ electronically controlled pneumatic brakes on certain trains hauling hazardous flammable commodities such as ethanol and crude oil in Department of Transportation 117 tank cars. So that's what we're talking about here with the trains in East Palestine. Do you think the Republican Party, Mike DeWine will step up and buy homes for people who want to abandon East Palestine out of fear of (laughs) developing liver cancer. (laughs) Do you think they'll take responsibility for this? I'm I'm laying down on the floor now. Goodbye. I'm laying on the floor. Well, I mean... Come on. Well, and then um, Marjorie Three Toes said the other day with the infrastructure bill, with the Inflation Reduction Act, there was only $5 billion for railroads. And she goes, it wasn't enough, but she voted against the entire bill. Of course she did. Yes. Oh, my God. That's the whole thing. That's the driving force behind Republican legislating. You know, you, you, you refuse to vote for the bipartisan infrastructure plan you refuse to vote for the inflation reduction act but god damn it you certainly stand there with the giant novelty checks when they yep. come around don't they it was great with the state of the union last week and we of course skimmed over this because we were so focused on you know uh, joe biden getting the republicans to whiz on the electric fence yeah. don't whiz on the electric fence but he did that he said look i'll come to the ribbon cutting ceremonies <laughs> uh, you're welcome, Republicans, because now you're taking credit for the uh, infrastructure bill that you didn't vote for. At the very least, invite me to the ribbon cutting. Thank you very much. I mean, we saw this. When did we last see this? In 2009. It happened big time. Remember the first thing Barack Obama did after he became president? Passed the stimulus. The Republican Republicans were like Michelle Malkin was calling it the, the porculus bill. And it was, yeah, yeah, it was to drag us out of the fucking Great Recession, which was on its way to becoming a Great Depression at that point in time. 800,000 jobs were being hemorrhaged per month. And so along comes this legislation. All the Republicans voted against it. Thank God we had a what pretty close to a a supermajority in the Senate. And yet they all stood there. There were so many pictures later that year and into 2010 of Republicans appearing at uh, ceremonies to spend that money holding the giant Ed McMahon novelty checks, like they just won Publishers Clearinghouse, those things. Bobby Jindal and all the others. 
So they vote against this shit. They vote against infrastructure and they go, where's Pete Buttigieg? Where's Joe Biden? So much for that infrastructure. Oh, you mean you want more regulation, do you? You want more government spending, do you? That's your solution? Okay, we'll take you up on that one. Thank you very much. Thank you for agreeing with us once again. And by the way, stop whizzing on the electric fence. Don't whiz on the electric fence. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, some Elon Twitter news here. Legacy blue checks are going away soon. And I know um, that applies to very few people actually listening to this podcast. Yeah, you know what I think of that? Not me. What? It doesn't apply to me. I never did. Hast du eitwes for 99 Luftballons. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, it does, but it does apply, I think, to an extent to people who don't have blue checks. Because what this means is an increase in fraud. People masquerading as celebrities or newsmakers, politicians, etc., even though they're not, and then convincing people to give their money to GoFundMes and things like that. The fraud is going to be rampant. The sock puppets are going to be rampant. The imposters are going to be rampant. And Elon Musk isn't equipped to Twitter right now to be able to stamp it out as it pops up. He can't do the whack-a-mole thing with the trolls who are going to exploit this once they go away. The good news is, if you happen to have a legacy blue check like I do, Spoutable is going to be grandfathering in everyone with a verified account on both Twitter and Instagram on Spoutable. So that's going to be rolling out very, very soon. Like we're talking about a matter of days, maybe a week. Well, you're the tech guy for Spoutable, right? That's right. I'm tech support. That's People tell me I'm tech support. <laughs> even though I'm not tech support. But I do know because I... Hilton seek for Captain Kirk. (laughs) That's, by the way, my favorite line from the German version of that song, because I know the words Captain Kirk. I always say, oh, look, they said Captain Kirk in German, even though it's not German. So what was I saying? Shit. Thank you, David. You're tech support. That's what I'm saying. They're calling you to be Captain Kirk. Okay, gotcha. Tech support, yeah. Yeah. That was my joke. uh, In a matter of days or weeks, you're going to be able to go to Spoutable and go to their verification process, prove that you've got a verified blue check, you're a legacy blue check on Twitter or Instagram, and Spoutable will automatically make you a blue check on Spoutable because of that. So I think once Elon Musk drops all the legacy blue checks, which is going to happen tomorrow, could happen today, who the fuck knows, that's going to create this exodus over to Spoutable. And already it's happening. I know Joy Reid is now signed up on Spoutable. She did. Yeah, and she's active over there. Believe it or not, Jerry Ryan, Star Trek uh, Picard premiered today, season three. Jerry Ryan, who plays mm-hmm. Seven and Nine, is now also on Spoutable. So I think we're going to start to see um, that mass migration take place. And the funny thing about it is Elon Musk is going to push them all out the door. Elon Musk is doing more for Spoutable than he's actually doing for Twitter. <laughs> it's, I, ha- I have some bad news, by the way. Oh, no. What happened? Uh, John Fetterman has checked himself into a hospital overnight to receive treatment for clinical depression. Oh, my Fetterman? God. John Fetterman. This Senator is- John Fetterman. Uh, so this uh, is uh, just reported today at 229 East. Shit, because wasn't he, didn't he admit himself... Like yeah, last for week. dizziness last week, but dizziness. the stroke, but this the is stroke the kind of can thing. cause it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. yeah. It, this I is what I had it. after my heart attack. Yeah. Like, then I was totally like, oh, I've had depression since I was 16. It did. And then I almost killed, wanted to kill myself. I mean, like, yeah. it's a medical thing. And the doctors warn you. 
He said that, like, he's been experiencing depression on and off throughout his life. It only became okay. severe in recent weeks, which makes sense because of the stroke. This, this used to be verboten in politics. Oh, yeah. This used to end political careers. Yep. You know, any evidence. But this is something I feel like we need to talk about. P- people who survive life-threatening events yeah. often end up... Depressed. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. you know, you know, we hear about people who survive these club shootings and commit suicide and, you know, or... You know, I almost committed suicide, to be honest with you, the, you know, a year after I had my heart attack. Because it's like, it fucks with your brain chemistry in a yes. big way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it just kind of fucks with you philosophically as well. And I need to get back to work on my book because I will. that's all in there, or at least it will be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys need to nag me, like, because yeah. it's got like 11, 12 chapters. And I mean, we could really get this thing rolling, but I need to write a proposal and I need to, you know, like, edit. Mm-hmm. We'll talk. Yeah, well, there are, it seems like there's two separate and distinct reactions to some sort of uh, serious health condition like that. You either come out of it feeling invincible, uh, like uh, you've defied death and everything tastes... Do you know who that happens to? Everything everything tastes better and feels better. People with money. uh, I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily true. I've heard people without a lot of money mm -hmm. who feel that way, and I know some personally who came out of it thinking, oh, my God, I feel like I can bend iron with my hands. And, um, and then Bruce Willis now has been progressed in his diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, he's that's too bad. frontotemporal dementia. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's fully retired from filmmaking Well, now. I mean, it's, it's official. It went from whatever he first had, now it's mm-hmm. progressed, yeah. and this is, this is not a survivable... Yeah, but I mean, the the alternative too is what is is exactly what David's talking about. So it seems like it's these two extremes: you either get extremely depressed to the point of considering suicide, or you feel like a thousand bucks. You know, uh, you feel like yeah, you've survived, but you don't know what the reason is. But you also are deeply aware of yourself as breakable. Yeah, yeah, and fragile. And, the, and um, under pressure or under the what you know, I had an accident later that year, was in a lot of pain, and it just becomes, like, overwhelming, and the depression starts to rebound on itself, and you're just like, I don't have reasons to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Um, and if anyone you know is suffering from depression, if anyone you know is recovering from a major life-altering injury, illness, um, and doesn't seem to be acting right, folks, please reach out. Yes. Tell them that you love them, that they are important to you, that they matter. Um, because depression is sneaky, and we get sneaky about our depression. We hide it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just taking this moment to, you know, plant the flag. For oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with that, but, man. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, c- call your people. And even if they're reluctant to talk, just see if you can get them to draw out a little bit because we need to give everybody as much love as we can. Yeah, right yeah. Now. yeah. And, of course, uh, when it comes to John Fetterman, we can talk about the political concerns at another time. Yes, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's just I, I hope that he's getting the help that he needs and then he'll be back in the Senate doing his job mm. um, because he can. Yeah. There are treatments for him, and the reason that he's checking himself in is because he realizes I can't right now by myself mm-hmm. yeah this and is the responsible thing to do unlike what what gosar is doing with whatever is going on with his yes absolutely it's i mean like i say at the end of every 
of our podcast, if you need help, get it. And he's doing exactly what he needs to do for himself in order to be a good senator. Yeah, and I yeah. support him doing this. And I know that he'll get the help that he needs. Luckily, he's got the, the family support and the money. <laughs> mm-hmm. We shouldn't just need the money. Um, uh, that's a basic thing we need, but and shouldn't have to. But yeah. I'm glad he's doing what he's doing for himself, his family, and and for us as a country. So I mm-hmm. I hope he's going to get all the help he needs, and he'll be back to work soon. Yeah, he's getting a treatment, and he's being transparent about yeah. it. And that's all you can Absolutely. ask. Absolutely, yeah. that's the right thing to do. Right, right. So uh, let's see what else before we wrap up the show today. Oh, yeah, Trump flip-flopped and announced he's going to be using ballot harvesting, according to the Wall Street Journal. So, th- And this is a gigantic flip-flop. This goes yeah. directly from, God damn it, the Democrats committed fraud through ballot harvesting, all the way to, hey, let's try ballot harvesting. And I'll tell you what this is all about here in a second. But first, according to uh, New York Magazine, After years of assailing early voting, Donald Trump is having a change of heart. Mr. Trump highlighted the move in a fundraising email this week saying, quote, the radical Democrats have used ballot harvesting to cancel your vote and walk away with elections that they never should have won. But I'm doing something huge to fight back. Oh, God, please, Breitbart Award, please. (laughs) Our path forward is to master the Democrats' own game of harvesting ballots in every state we can, but that also means we need to start laying the foundation for victory right now, in all caps. So let's be clear about what's going on with this. One of the Republicans' favorite strategies is to make up some sort of illegal activity by the Democrats and then to try to fight fire against that made-up thing by using illegal tactics that they're accusing no, the Democrats like, of doing. He looked like he was going to hit me, so I hit him first. Exactly right. Yeah, Repub- the Democrats are going around punching people in the throat, so before they punch me, I'm going to punch them right back, even though that's not happening. It's retaliating against something that you think is happening, but which really isn't. So in this case, um, they believe that the in many states, the legal practice of ballot collecting is entirely legal. Donald Trump's framing it as being some illegal thing. And you can guarantee that what's going to happen out of this is some form of illegal use of ballot collection, ballot harvesting, which is the pejorative Republican term for it. So this will not be just Donald Trump and his minion doing the legal ballot collection, absentee ballots being collected. This is going to be some bastardization of that that they think the Democrats are doing, but which the Democrats are not doing. Ballot harvesting, according to PolitiFact, isn't fraudulent unless it is done in a way that violates a state law, such as North Carolina's 9th Congressional District race in 2018. Republicans there were criminally charged for illegal ballot collection in order to beat a Democrat to fucking wit. It's exactly what I just said. The state ordered a new election after witnesses testified to tampering with absentee ballots. So some states it's legal, other states it's not, but you better believe they're going to be doing it in every state. And it's not even, it doesn't even need to be driven by Donald Trump himself. Now that the word has gone out, you better believe that red hats uh, and especially the, the overzealous ones, which are most of them, are going to be engaging in all kinds of fuckery. And uh, quite honestly, I welcome it because they're going to get caught. They always get caught. Yeah, they are, especially in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. 
So because they're announcing it, that should raise a lot, a lot of red flags inside and the villages, <laughs> the yes, FEC. The yeah, villages, yes. exactly right. Also, the U.S. could default as soon as July if Congress doesn't reach an agreement on lifting the debt ceiling. Although the Treasury Department, we were thinking it's June. Looks like it could be July when all of the emergency measures being right. rolled out by Janet Yellen will expire. Although the Treasury Department is using so-called extraordinary measures to continue making good on federal obligations, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office warned that the Treasury, quote, could run out of funds before July. So before July, it's not as soon as July, it's before July. Republicans, meanwhile, have refused to raise or suspend the cap unless Democrats agree to unspecified spending cuts. Yeah, you know what? Let's cut more spending when it comes to rail safety. Anyway, Biden and the Democrats, however, have rejected negotiations on spending cuts, arguing the lawmakers should raise the debt limit without any other conditions. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen reiterated that an economic and financial catastrophe would ensue if Congress doesn't act. Great. Well, at least we know one thing. Don Jr.'s on Coke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That just makes me giggle. The more I hear it, the more it makes me think of the tubes, white punks on dope. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. White punks. Oh, Someone needs Rocky to make Mountain that. Mike. Rocky Mike. <laughs> Don Jr. is on Coke. Whoops. Oh, that's a, no, I just hit the wrong button. I hit, You know what? I hit, I hit a Rocky Mountain Mike song. There you that's go, what that see? was. I had to restart the theme song here, so we got a couple of extra minutes. Hey, what do you want to talk about, Goth Ninjas? <laughs> Don Jr. is on Coke. Yeah, Don Jr. is on Coke. Yeah. Don Jr. is on Coke. He put up a video yesterday on... What is the thing? I don't care what the website is. He uses air quotes the whole time. It's like, dude, you look so fucking high. If everything is an air quote, then nothing is an air quote. He went on he went on with dick fingers for like five minutes. They need to put um, hot dogs at the end of his fingers, like everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. How, let me see if I can find this uh, tweet by Hal Sparks, because I retweeted it. It was so funny. Oh, it was good. It was it's Hal tweet. Sparks' reaction to it. And then, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Hal Sparks wrote, it's all part of Don Jr.'s new children's show, Little Bunny Fuck You and the Coked Up Cottontail. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Hal. And then I said to Hal that he he has to re-edit the footage and make each quote finger talk to the other quote fingers like bunny puppets. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could take the video mm-hmm. and zoom in on just the hands and cut back and forth between the hands. He's still doing it. This is like, it's literally 22 seconds of finger quotes. A shared, it's a shared. Yeah. yeah, I just started playing it accidentally there. But yeah, it's it's twenty two seconds. In fact, it starts mid dick fingers, and continues on for twenty two seconds. That's got to be a record. I've never seen. And you'd think that maybe any time after two thousand five, people would stop doing that as a sarcastic gesture. Yeah. But uh, everything old is new again. And if you're gonna do it Don Jr.'s way, you got to make sure you do it for an extra long amount of time. Why? Because Don Jr.'s on Coke. Don Jr.'s on Coke. (laughs) Thank you again to Stephanie Miller and Chris Lavoie and Travis Bone for providing us with hours of entertainment. (laughs) And also the Don Jr.'s on Coke drop. Thank you. Holy shit, the uh, Shatter Docket's coming up next on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Join the fun. We've had a lot of new signups recently. I think it partly has to do with the videos I'm putting up on Instagram, or that's what I'm lying to myself about. I don't know. 
I hope it's the videos I'm putting on Instagram because they're taking a they're taking a long time out of my afternoon where I could just be doom scrolling on Twitter. All right, uh, the Bob Seska on Twitter if you want to watch him. All right, see you on the Shadow Dog, folks. Take care. Bye bye. Don Junior's Uncoke. Don Junior's Uncoke.